0: Hey, Larry! Randy!
1: You got it. Yeah. I'm a friend of Susie's.
0: I know, I know, I know, yeah.
1: Happy New Year! Eh,
0: it's a little late, frankly, for the Happy New Year's, you know?
1: Why? Just happened a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah,
0: that's too long. A uh, statute of limitations has kind of run out on the New Year's. Three days. Plenty. Three days? By the way, everything doesn't have to be happy. That's Why true. does everything have to be happy? I'm having a pretty good day. Yeah, look at you. That's you. That's yeah, huge. I'm about eight months. you need some name tips, I'm your guy. Yeah. What would you suggest? Maybe something uh, Swedish, perhaps?
1: Yeah, I'm. my husband is African-American, so I'm not sure that would, I don't know, gel.
0: You like saying that, don't you?
1: Do I like saying that yeah, he's okay. African-American?
0: I think you wanted me to know.
1: Does it change your opinion of me? In some ways, yes, in some ways, no.
2: Welcome back. It's the Zero to 100 podcast. I am your host, William C. Walker Jr. Uh, So once again, just a little bit different in terms of uh, how this episode was put together uh, because I'm still waiting to get my computer back. But in the meantime, in this episode, uh, celebrating the new year uh, in 2022, I'm joined by my two brothers, Corey and Ricky, and my very good friend, Christina, and we give our best ofs of 2021, but then also uh, in this episode, my brothers, Corey and Ricky, we break down and review the biggest movie that's in the, on the planet right now, Spider-Man, No Way Home, is going to be, uh, I mean, it's been out for a while now, so you should have seen it. In fact, most people probably already have seen it. Because uh, it is going to be heavily spoiled, but man, I'm just going to let my review speak for itself in how much I love this movie. Um, so <laughs> you'll get all the details in that. Uh, also, dumb boys, dumb boys, the stage is set. The return to glory is on. First up, the 49ers. Let's go. I'm fired up. Let's go! I'm, I'm, I'm. The Cowboys is back in the playoffs, and I'm ready for it. Let's get this done. Haven't talked about them for a while on the podcast, but trust and believe. The next episode, I'm telling you right now, you ain't even got wait till the end of the episode. We talk Cowboys, son. We talk talking Cowboys because them boys is back, and I'm fired up. I'm fired up, and looking forward to having a discussion with my fellow Cowboys fans to touch, uh, test their temperature, see where they are haven't played the niners in quite some time. They're they're a good team. They got hot towards the end, but I'm feeling really good about where my team is. I'm looking forward to this matchup and all the implications that went down today. So, uh let's get into it. It's the 0 to 100 podcast. Welcome in the new year, giving our best to 2021 and a Spider-Man No Way Home review. is the Zero to 100 podcast. Happy New Year. It's Happy New Year. First day back in 2022. I have my brother Ricky on. What's up, Rick? Hey, what's up? My very good friend, Christina. What's going on, Chris? Hey, hey, hey. All right, so I figure I'll have you guys on so we can do our end of year our end of year review or uh, picking our best of 2021 or our favorite events of 2021, I'm going to say I felt like 2021 was slightly better than 2020, mm-hmm. only slightly, mm-hmm. but only because things started to open up a little bit. And it started mm-hmm. to get somewhat normal, but let's be honest, overall, it was still a crap fest, especially towards the yeah. end, when you got like John Madden dying, and then in the same week, Betty White dies like, on the last that day crushed me. of 2021, I'm like, good gracious she's just about to hit, uh, about to make the 100, but it's just, mm-hmm. uh, there was some good things in 2021, and I figure we can go ahead and go through some of yeah. them are good things so i figure I, like i think i get asked you guys to come up with your best or favorite for like a movie mm-hmm. tv music or event so you i figured let's just get started with some events can you give me a favorite or best moment of 2021
0: chris the best for me is um all these white people going to jail all the Karens losing their jobs, all the Kevin's or Kens, whatever you want to call them, losing their job. I've, I'm loving it. Like all these racist people getting their comeuppance. I mean, I'm here for all of it. Has been the best thing all year. Every month there's a Karen or a Kevin. You know, it's it's been spectacular. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, I just watched the um the death of 2021 which is a a satire. And um, it was like this, they did the same thing they did for 2020. And it was funny because the first thing that they started with was the the Capitol riot. And they were talking about how they were like, not only was it, uh, you know, like did these criminals, Mm -hmm. like uh, purposely break into the Capitol, but they were very nice enough to document all of their Mm -hmm. uh, crimes.
0: (laughs) yes because they're because they're so smart (laughs) to film themselves live uh breaking federal law you know it's very genius of them so yeah Mm -hmm. that's a solid rick
1: um hmm that's a good question so best part of 2021 So I guess like pop culture wise, um, I would just say it was uh, it was it was the Braves winning the World Series uh, because as a Braves fan, they haven't won one since 95. So it was good um, to see that happen. And I actually got to watch some of it. And it kind of took me back to when I was younger and I would watch the Braves on TBS and watch them in the playoffs like every year, and then blow it. But then this time they actually, you know, came through one. So um, that was that was probably pop culture wise the best of twenty twenty one for me. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, <laughs> for me, for me, I will probably say I love the Summer Olympics. I was incredibly disappointed that it was going last year. And so I was happy that uh, it came back. And even though it was really weird with, like, nobody actually being there and you didn't see the people, it was still super cool for me to see. Hey, see if you can unmute yourself
3: now, Corey, because you should be able to. That was, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, some big event or whatever. And, and it was funny, like, trying to reflect back and, and I had to look up dates of things because I was like, was that 2020 or 2021? And mm-hmm. um, so Yeah, I guess I'll say I think it was the Grammys this year. Nas won in the Grammy for uh, best rap album. Him won his first Grammy. So I'll say that's, that's Yeah, that's yeah that's crazy to me too to realize that yeah.
2: he never won one up until that last one. I'll tell you what, he he got a resurgence to me. I mean, like I've mm-hmm. always been on a Nas, but his last three albums, man, them things been straight fire. Uh, I was like, I so that, that was definitely cool. I'd be remiss, though, if I didn't say we all know what's really the best event that's been taking place in 2021. We all know it. Boom! Boys. them boys is back that's what's the best event you see what they doing Dak Prescott is back he killing it he killing the game and Ricky you already know you already know what's gonna happen when the playoffs start the Rams ain't doing nothing it's all about them boys that's all I got to say that's that's no all I one, said. you said the no ribs cares.
0: the ribs
1: the Rams the Rams
0: oh, I thought you said ribs I was like what
2: nah nah
1: <laughs> yeah no one, no one cares about the Cowboys like y'all ain't I, even, well I'm not the boys. Boys. I just want to say uh my sports teams this year have been doing good though. Alabama won the championship, UCLA was in the national championship, the Braves won the World Series, uh the Bulls are resurgent, and the Rams are killing. So, I mean, like based off of this trajectory, it's highly likely that the Rams will at least be in the Super Bowl so the Cowboys won't be there.
2: Not this time. Because so. Dak Prescott <laughs> already said it. He said it at the beginning of hard knocks. And Cats thought he was just talking. He told everybody, he tried to tell y'all. He said, he's like, last year was a season of adversity. This year is a season of triumph. Boom, kick right into hard knocks. I was like, OK, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I was like, Dak Prescott already said it. He already said it. Let's go. We'll now it's 2022, and he gonna start the year off right by putting Dallas back where they supposed to be at the top. <laughs> we'll
1: see. This is—I would say this is this is probably the best. Outside of that, well, I guess it was the first Dak, or was it the first Dak year when y'all went 13 and three? Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought y'all had a good chance then, but then I think this is probably our best opportunity. Uh, We're too inconsistent. And um, so I think it's between y'all and the Packers, and I hate the Packers right now. So I guess I'll say maybe it'll be y'all.
2: The Packers is going down. It's poetic justice. I don't care if it's in Green Bay. I don't care if it's in Dallas. We taking care of business. That's all there is to it.
1: Them boys is back. Yeah, I I think the difference is now y'all actually have a defense.
2: Exactly exactly
1: you know it's crazy to me uh and now I'm, i've gotten you started but it's like i don't understand why people throw on tayvon diggs's uh trayvon Diggs side i don't understand why they throw over there like people yeah. don't throw at Jalen ramsey but it's like you know whatever he it's, gets like maybe three picks a year but it's like why are you throwing at him he he's he's the going crazy to thing it.
3: is though like he's given up the most yards out of any uh Corner in the NFL, so it's like uh, he's he's a uh, feast or famine. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's possible that I, you I get a big that, play no. on, but, um, yeah. but yeah, it's also a good chance he'll pick it off. So that, that's, I think, what it, that's what that's why teams are But
2: it's funny because pro like pro everybody been especially like I've never been on Twitter so much in terms of following the Cowboys, which is weird. But it's like so everybody who hates on Trayvon Diggs try to point out pro football focuses. Um, grades on him and he's not like a highly graded corner because he does give up big plays but the thing that is is that some of the plays is like like the one in Washington where he gave the one touchdown that was just a great catch and some of them was just great catches on him and the one like versus New England I don't really put that on him that was more on the safety because the safety wasn't where he was supposed to be and then and so it's like sometimes it's a a team thing to me but all I'm saying is if you sitting there throwing at him and this dude got 11 picks. It's like, yeah, why are you trying? Like, Washington last week, they tried him on the first play of the game. I'm like, you don't want to disrespect? You don't want to try him on the first play of the game? Okay, what happened? Picked it off. Because that's what he
3: does. And then you got. Uh, you you know, know. I, f- I forgot to text Dennis after that game. Yeah, I forgot to. Because you you know, if it had been the other way around, he would have been oh. talking trash. Exactly.
2: So, all right. I'm sorry. You know, what? this wasn't supposed to about about to be about them boys. That's that's another joint. Let's get back on track. I got a little bit off track. Christina, though, you know, I don't care. You can sit there and say you don't follow NFL no more. I know you're from New York. You saw what them boys did to you. Sorry, squad. The squad is sorry. That's all there is.
0: <laughs> I still don't let you know about it. <laughs> let's <that's, laughs> let's move on. No, I I don't follow it, but um. I went I went day drinking with my friend because he was getting ready to leave the state Mm -hmm. and they actually had that game on and I was like my gosh this is even a game they're getting their butts whipped I'm like this is horrible thank god I'm not I'm not a fan and I'm not really watching it because this would have been terrible so yes I actually did see that game Mm -hmm. ironically and when I saw that too I was like oh I know Will's at home like screaming his head off. Poor Chalet. Poor Chalet. Chalet,
2: <laughs> right. Chalet, Chalet is fine because I'll be in the basement, even though sometimes she <laughs> do, like she can hear me, but it's all good. Let's get on to best uh best TV shows or favorite TV shows of 2021. Corey, do you have a favorite TV show of
3: 2021? Yeah, I had a few. Um so I, I'll do a couple honorable mentions. Um, I just watched The Witcher season two. Yes. And I, flew, I flew through that, So, I, that, but that's not my favorite. But it was really good. Broke my
0: heart. Um, it just broke my heart.
3: <laughs> we, <laughs> we also, heart. Uh, me and Chanel, just watched Insecure. And I'll say that yes. that was like, the, the last episode is one of the best. Yes. Final episodes of any TV show ever. That's like, really? Yeah, I yeah.
0: It was okay. come on. Now. Come no, on like I, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't say it was bad. I just thought it was, I, I think I was expecting a little bit more. But I mean, it did end up, on a, it ended up on, a, on a good note, on a high note, which is good. But I just, my expectation was like set a little bit higher. And then what I saw was just like, just right below it.
2: I saw yeah. some people saying they was disappointed with it. And then I watched it. And I was not disappointed at all like I, first off i love i'm glad you mentioned insecure cory because that's definitely mm. been one of my favorite shows period it's like surprised me at how much i enjoyed that show and how funny i think it is and yeah was very sad that they said they was that this was the final season and i was really happy with that last episode and it was mm. like it was like i was telling chalet about it because i said to me it was so it was so <clears> fitting <throat> to me and it was to me it felt very true to life Because, like, it it made me really reflect on my relationship with Shalette because I was like, every relationship has its ups and downs and you go through stuff, but then at the end of the day, you think about how you truly feel about that person (laughs) and it doesn't matter what other people might think, you do what's right for you and what's best for you. And that's why, like, that's why I just, man, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it
3: greatly. I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah. The so she she liked it so much. She watched it again, like back to back, the last episode, and she was like, "I think I'm gonna watch it again in a few months, just because, like, she, you know, we both liked the show, but she really liked that last episode." So, but uh, my actual best show 2021, I would say, would be um, Loki, mm-hmm. uh, the Disney Plus show, mm-hmm. and um, so it. it it was just like week to week, you know, cool stuff was happening. And then mm-hmm. the season finale, how they brought out Kang. And it, it, and it was a total surprise because, like, people yep. knew Kang was coming at some point, but we didn't expect it to be in uh, the Marvel Plus TV show because, yep. like, you know, the the, the first uh, was Falcon and the Winter Soldier was before Loki, right? Yeah. so, yep. yeah, so, like, WandaVision and Falcon, you had all this speculation about Different characters showing up and all of that. And you we were always disappointed, or, you know, it was like some obvious thing. And so Loki really surprised me and um, I really enjoyed it. Like it was funny and had decent action, and the, the story possibilities was, you know, just really cool. So I'll say that that was my favorite um, TV show this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick, you got a favorite TV show this
1: year? Uh, yeah, so I'll say Loki was Loki was good, but my favorite TV show this year. Let's see, I'm gonna say Mob Psycho 100. Um, I don't think it just came out this year. I don't know when it came out initially, but this was the first year uh, that I saw it, and it was an enjoyable anime. You know, I uh, like One Punch Man, and it made me. Uh, it, it, it reminded me of One Punch Man um, with like the way that the main character is and everything. And so like I was able to binge it like I did One Punch Man. So it was it was good. I enjoyed Mob Cycle 100, <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, it's on HBO Max.
0: Chris? Um, it was mentioned it was between Insecure and The Witcher. Okay.
1: I'll
2: say so, this. Yeah, we discussed uh, in, them
0: already, so there's nothing more to say. I, I was going to say, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't
1: don't ruin Insecure, though, because um, I haven't gotten around to watching it, but I will. Oh, okay. They just made me mad because they took too long in between seasons.
0: They did. I think, well, I mean, you know, season. there was a little thing called COVID.
1: The yeah. uh, Either way. I, once, once you, once you do something, and it's like two years, I'm out. I'm not coming back. So. That's like uh, that's, that's, I'll, I'll watch it eventually.
2: It's funny because that's kind of how I feel about Stranger Things. Like I feel like I yeah. understand what happened because of COVID, but I feel like I'm, it's been so freaking long. I kind of forgot about it. Then I saw them put out trailers for like, "Hey, it's back!" I was like, "Oh, I totally forgot about that." But. Let me say this because it's funny that Corey mentions that and then Chris that you picked. I know you was definitely on to The Witcher when it first came out.
0: Yeah, I was on. I was down to The Witcher when it first came out. I was. I watched the, the first season like as soon as it came out. I was like, "Oh, this looks good." I watched it. I made Lynette watch it. it we, when we went Puerto Rico, I made her watch it again. I've, I've like, try, I've been stalking this site to find out when the next season was going to come up and when they finally said that they were filming it i was so excited and i'm kind of mad because the 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 gap you know the 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 child princess she was a child she's like a whole adult now because it's been so long i mean they shot that in 2018 and released it in 2019 and then like yeah, nah.
3: I had to go on the internet to, to see if the actress had changed. I I'm gonna like, say this yeah, I was, she
0: looks from... so different. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. She's grown. Look, so yeah. I'm gonna say
2: this. Yeah. I don't get it because I watched the first season of The Witcher. I was like, this is supposed to be good because this is some hot garbage to me. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I was just like, it's not I'm not quite there with it. And and I knew the second, I was like it got it got better towards the end. It got better towards the end, and I was a little bit more interested. But the new season came out, and I just kept seeing the thing on Netflix. Like, hey, new new episodes. And i was like, yeah, I. Right, yeah. I don't see
3: how you can't like it though. It, it's, it's
0: just why it, do you? you, know it's, why, do you wanna, why do you Why do you test our friendship so? Because much? why? Listen, when you say song, like this to me, you know what?
2: Maybe it's because I love Game of Thrones so much, and yes. I. I'm judging every fantasy joint based off of Game of Thrones now. Yeah, you and cannot. I you didn't cannot. like the the Witcher's jumping around through time was incredibly confusing to me at first. It took me at yeah. least a couple of episodes to realize that's what was going on, and yeah. then it just was like I was just not really. I just wasn't feeling it. Like it was just Well season
3: two, they don't really jump around. They
0: don't they don't jump. Yeah, they okay, don't okay. jump I, straight... I'll get back.
2: That's why I think I heard because I did see an article where somebody said the Witcher addresses fans' biggest complaint. And then I was looking at it and they were saying like people really didn't like the flashbacks and
0: yeah. And well, I, and... I think the producers thought that it was gonna be obvious, and it really wasn't obvious until mm-hmm. you were well into the season. You were like, wait a minute, what?
2: It wasn't obvious at all. I was incredibly confused. It took me a couple episodes to figure it out. Then I figured it out and was like, oh, okay, I guess.
3: Um, Christina, did you watch the um, the animated uh, Witcher? No, I
0: I tried, but I'll be honest with you guys. I'm I'm um, ready for the backlash. I really just can't get into anime. Get
2: her off of here. You know what? You talk
3: about testing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm trying. Just, I'm trying. I'm trying to give you. A I, <laughs> I think you should you should give it another chance because it's it's actually All it's right. about uh, Vesemir. So like, it's when he was younger though. So you know, like he showed up in season two, as you know, at the Witcher's headquarters or whatever. So that movie is about him when he was younger, and um, okay, and it kind of informs a little bit about stuff going on uh, in this second season. Just a little it's bit. It's funny so that you say that. I think you should watch it's
2: it. It's funny because I started it. I actually did start that, and I was definitely more interested into that than I was the um, the show. And I mean, I like anime anyway, so I'll probably go go back and finish it. But yeah, I did start it. I just never finished it. Um, I'll I'll say this in terms of my favorites of twenty twenty one. Definitely honorable mention to uh, Wand Division and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I get those. Uh, excuse me. I get those honorable mention. And I'm with you, Corey, because. But I also feel like that was part of the fans' issue because with WandaVision, everybody had they were speculating so much about every single freaking comment and every something. Oh, I think the the uh, astrophysicist is Mister Fantastic, and oh, I think it's Mephisto, and it's like it was a little annoying. So I think maybe that did help my perception with um, going into the other shows where I just kind of like I'm not listening to any of the speculation. I'm just want to go ahead and see it which is why I feel like I enjoyed Hawkeye so much because everybody kept saying, oh, this character is going to be in it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So when that character did show up, I was genuinely surprised and happy because I just felt like that character is not going to be there. And I'm not spoiling it for people who want to go watch it. But that was good. That's an honorable mention for me. Um, uh, But yeah, my favorite uh, shows of 2021 was definitely Loki. I will say that without question, especially because of what it did to the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe and how it's expanded that. And it was a genuine surprise. I don't know how they really kept it under wraps. Um, Insecure, definitely. I love the final season. I, the show was great. The final episode was great. Um, also, I will, it was, it was, i uh, try to think. It was one other show. Oh, this is the other show. This is my other. In fact, I put this right up there with Loki because I just finished it actually yesterday and I highly enjoyed it. It's on Hulu. It was called Only Murders in the Building with uh Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. <laughs> First of all, it was incredibly hilarious. And it was a murder mystery and it was really fun to watch. And your boy is a detective because I figured out who the murderer was, because I'm a beast. And I'm a detective. And I remember when I was like, listen, it's a good show. I highly recommend it. So that's, i put Loki and Only Murders in the building as my top two favorite shows of 2021. Oh. Uh, all right, so let's move
3: on to music. Uh, oh, hold on, right. I'm sorry, right quick before we move on. Mm-hmm. Ricky, did you know they had a live action Mob Psycho 100 on Netflix? They do? No, oh, but that's probably trash. I'll look it up, though. <laughs> Cause, Cause, I just searched for it on Netflix, like just to see, um, and there was like, oh, they got a live action version of it. So, you know yeah, what? So, yeah, watched the animated one first. So.
2: Netflix is really actually trying to do live action anime stuff now. I'll say this: uh, Cowboy Bebop only made it one season, and they canceled it. I didn't hate it. It wasn't like I'll admit when it started, I was like, ooh this is i don't know if this is gonna make it so it didn't it didn't surprise me it got canceled because it is so it's not incredibly different from the anime but it's definitely not the anime but overall Mm -hmm. i actually enjoyed it and they definitely they made changes to the story but my thought on that was i didn't have a problem with it because i feel like if you see the anime and you just do a straight beat for beat copy of it then what's the point of me watching your show is is so i didn't have a problem with them making changes to it but apparently fans didn't like that and they did not make it but i still thought it was it was decent i mean like it wasn't terrible i i thought two of the uh two of the main three actors was great one of them was pretty bad but they got better towards the end of the season but anyway uh Moving on to music. Chris, do you have any favorite or best music of 2021? You're muted. You're muted. Uh-oh. I would
0: say, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, I would say, no, not really. I didn't have like any like, you know, songs that I would like, I love other than some of the songs that come up on Insecure. So I love when I'm watching the song. I'm like, oh, I like that jam, so I'll just shazam it on my phone all and the then time download
2: it. With Insecure. Yep, all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I haven't that whole, like, oh, someone come out with a whole new album, being all excited. Oh, it's been a long time since I've done that. Okay. Great. So... I got nothing on that. <laughs> um,
1: uh, probably, I'm probably similar. I, it wasn't anything I, that came out that I really care about. Um, I'm not as into music nearly as much as I was as when I was younger. But um, like Nevaeh, uh, when we whenever we go places, she will put music on. And so um, I listened to Tyler, the Creator's album with her, which wasn't terrible. Um, it's okay. Uh, different than his previous album. Um, more classic Tyler than the, uh, the previous album Tyler. So that's like the only new music I listened to. And then uh, what was, what's the Kanye's album? What, I forgot what it was called, whatever the one that came out. Yeah, but the only song I listened to on that is the song with Jay-Z, Jail. Um, just cause I like Jay-Z. So that's, that's pretty much it. That's the extent of m- new music I listened to this year.
3: Okay. Corey. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like there, there aren't really that many new artists, uh, that I listen to. Um, it's only a handful, I guess. And, um, I find myself being, you know, more nostalgic. So as far as new stuff, um, Drake has a song. uh, I think Certified Lover Boy came out this year. He has a song with uh, Project Pet and 21 Savage that I like. That's a new one. But um, I guess I'll say my favorite song would be uh, Nobody uh, with Nas and Warren Hill. Oh, King's Disease 2. This stuff. like uh, that that it, it's so funny. I feel like Nas is probably the only artist. Like when his new stuff drops, I listen to yep. it uh, over and over. Yep. So when, and that song in particular, like hearing Lauryn Hill rapping, and it was just like, man, she still got it. Like yes. I wish she had put out some hmm. some new yes. music. Um, so yeah, I'll say like my, that was my favorite song. Uh, Nobody. I'm so, so you go back,
0: Corey. she so said she has a song with Drake.
3: No, with no it, uh, Nas. Yeah, okay. it's, it's I'm
0: writing it's this called, down. Yeah, it's, it's on you know, King's
3: Disease Two. Yeah. It's called uh Nobody.
2: Yep. Okay, let check it out. That takes me exactly to where my yeah, my favorite. Uh I mean again, I don't listen to a lot of new stuff. Um, but I definitely like uh yeah, Nas is, um King's Disease uh two. It's definitely my favorite album of the new year. Um, I would say uh, he. I mean, he actually it's funny because on Christmas Eve he dropped another one that was only nine songs called Magic and that was pretty good. Uh, but I, I think I do like King's Disease two better. The other album that I love this year that that just came out or it came out throughout the year was a uh, Silk Sonic. Uh, Anderson. Oh yes,
0: Bruno Mars. That's I, that.
2: I listened to that whole thing, and that's got some that got some fire on there. Other than just leaving, I was
3: I was disappointed. Really, yeah, I thought it was I, good. I love I love Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, but the only songs that I liked off it was a, was uh, Leave the Door Open, and Escape. The rest of it, I was just like, I
2: liked I liked. Uh, it is unremarkable. Oh, I liked it. I really enjoyed it because I liked the um, uh, Smoking with the, um, what's the name? Of it? Smoking Out the Window, I liked. I liked uh, After Last Night, 777. Uh, seven, seven, yeah, no, I liked it. I liked that album. The only one, like, I, I thought Fly As Me was okay. I didn't like that one as much. I mean, Leave the Door Open and skate is, is, yeah, that's definitely the best One's on it, but nah, I really liked smoking out the window. And after last night, that was yeah. And it's not—I mean, it's a short. I was only nine songs on there, but I, I liked it. I highly recommend. It. I, yeah. I definitely—I don't put it over King's Disease, but uh, King's Disease. Too, <laughs> but nah, I, I highly enjoyed it. That was good stuff. Uh, all right, let's go to movies. Everybody already gonna know what mine is, but. Chris, what was your favorite, or, be- or actually, I'm sorry, Rick, we'll start with you, best movie of 2021?
1: Yeah, I'll say Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure we'll discuss mm-hmm. it more in detail later, so mm-hmm. I'll say Spider-Man. <laughs> not, I only no. saw a handful of things. Yep. Uh, what did I go to the movies to see? <laughs> Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man, that was it. But then, I don't even know what other new movies I saw this year. Oh, Encanto. Yeah, some Disney movies or whatever, but yeah, I'll say Spider-Man.
3: Corey? Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny because I was trying to it, yeah, I, did, I only saw two movies in the theaters this year. It was Eternals and um, Spider-Man No Way Home. And so then I was trying to think, well, what else came out this year? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah um, came I'm out earlier this year. You. Huh? That was last year. Or wait, was that this year? It, well, I, look, I looked it up on Wikipedia, yeah, because I was thinking it, and it, it said 2021. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, so yeah, that's why I... Um, but, yeah, I guess I'll say Spider-Man, No Way Home is probably the best movie I saw this year.
0: Chris? um, <clears throat> I have... Let me see. I have an honorable mention, uh, too. I like The Heart of They Fall. Um, I liked Dune. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Those of them are my honorable mentions. What? What? <laughs> Hold on a second. I liked. <laughs> I liked Dune. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like it? No, it was terrible. It
2: was terrible. That movie was awful. You're going no, see now you playing games. You got <laughs> dang. I know you ain't putting that on your best of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was hot. Garbage. I liked it. it. was. It was. It was. It was, it was good. It
2: was so it was boring. Good. That movie was terrible.
0: It did take a while for it to, I would agree with you 100% on that. It took a while for it to finally get like, all right, get to the point here. What's going I was on? like that the
2: whole freaking time. I was like that the <laughs> whole time. And then when it finally got to it, I was like, okay, so clearly, like, I know the movie's establishing that it's a setup, like, it's a setup movie. Yeah, but there's another one coming out, like, yeah. a setup movie. It felt like a setup movie. I'm like, this is a setup movie. This movie is a setup movie. Like, I seen Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. That's a setup movie. But guess what? It didn't feel like a setup movie. It was like, okay, well, cool. They're gonna continue the story, but it felt good and complete. This movie was just like, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. It's coming. <laughs> and this is good. I'm like, okay, get yeah. get to the point. Okay, get to get to the,
0: the point. I would agree with you on that.
2: Yes. Get, get to yeah. <laughs> Terrible. But
0: my favorite, and um, it's it's a, it's a shameful plug. It's it's um, <clears throat> it's actually a documentary. It's called "The First Wave," and it actually features a few of my family members. It, it was um, the first few months of COVID in New York City, and a documentary crew was filming um, my cousin uh, and our family. Well, my cousin and a couple of our family members are in, are in there. Um, but basically it's filming her dealing with her husband, having COVID right at the beginning of the pandemic when we didn't know nothing. And it was like a whole, it was like a no holds bar and you saw the chaos and uh, you know, you can kind of see a little glimpse of, you know, what we were going through and it, it was hard because we couldn't physically be there for her. Um, because of COVID and she had two young kids and you know he almost died so um, so it's my it's my favorite movie it's very emotional you see the children there there's some other participants in the documentary but I did feel like they gave them more like you see my you see my cousin a little bit more Um. so and it was cool going to their premiere and like meeting people and I met the, the one doctor that she's featured in there. She's featured more than anybody else, um, Dr. Natalie Dujay. She's awesome. And they also tie in with uh, the <clears throat> Black Lives Matter's slash George Floyd uh, protest that was happening within the city. It kind of linked that in as well as linking in how COVID affects mostly black and brown people than it actually does the white people so it's a little bit of a shameless plug but it's out on hulu now um you know watch it if you want to watch if you want your children to watch it i would say watch it first without them and then determine whether you want to see it it's nothing gory but you are seeing people dying on on and you're seeing several people dying on the screen. So that might be a little too graphic for children. So I would say watch it first before you, you know, by yourself before you let your children watch that. But yeah, that was my favorite. I'm a little biased, but I thought it was very good. It just kind of encompassed, huh? I said nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it just, it kind of encompasses what hospitals are going through right now. And I think it's important for people who are not in the medical industry or don't have partners in the medical industry to see the chaos that that the hospitals go through um, and the stress. And, you know, you can see why they're just begging people to do the right thing uh, so that you don't stress them out. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I would say watch. It's called the first wave, just like that. It's on Hulu. And I think it, for a while it was on their main screen, but I think now it's been a few days now. So um, you'll you have to search it
2: that's it that was my favorite okay thanks chris Mm -hmm. so uh for me i would say honorable mention is and this was surprising to me was uh cruella They uh with emma stone i was actually uh incredibly surprised that i like you don't
0: strike me as a disney guy i'm very
2: surprised i'm pleasantly surprised it was good. I mean I'm I'm I like Disney. I mean it's it's certain Disney stuff I love, but um yeah no I, I watched it on Disney Plus and it was really really good. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Uh I thought Emma Stone was pretty awesome actually as Cruella Deville. It was it was good. I highly recommend it. So it definitely gets an honorable mention for me. Um but everybody in the gram I know with the best movie of 2021. Is. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Chris, you playing games. I'm trying to put you on. You don't want to, you don't want to expand your mind. You want to stay closed-minded in the box, but I'm trying to, to try to tell you you need to step up. There's out nothing
0: the about Marvel movies
2: first, that I find first off, it's dope. Oh, it's dope it's personified. You sitting there trying to talk to me about the Witcher, which don't make no sense. And then you not go <laughs> you know, stick your nose down up at the comic book movies, which don't make no sense. Best movie of 2021, Spider-Man, No Way Home. It's without a question. is no look. I'm not gonna go into all the details on it because we're gonna review it. And then i go into all it's my just, details there. It's
0: too many. First of all, it's just way too many movies. It's Second good. of all, I think when I think when I was initially watching a lot of the, those comic movies, just you know, all of them, whatever, DC and Marvel. You know, it just annoyed me how they weren't going with the comics. That it just made me not interested. I was like, you're doing your own thing. I "I ain't interested. Stick with the comics. The comics
2: were good. But you know, it's like what I was saying with the with the Cowboy Bebop. Like that's part of the thing. I don't have a problem with Marvel where they take, they take the essence of the comic and then they change it a little bit to fit into the movie. And I have I don't have a problem with that because it's like, yeah, if you was just gonna do a beat for beat of the comic to the movie they're like well why am i watching the movie i already know what's happening here so i don't have a problem with that but i see what you said but i feel like they get the essence of it like they still take the character and that's part of why i love no way home so much especially the way it resolved. it's like you took the essence of this character and you made it fit perfectly as to what spider-man is look it's it's just it's, it's a fantastic movie it's the best of 2021 Chris, stop sticking your nose down at it. Stop <laughs> being so snobbish. You stop being snobby. You're being snobbish. You sat there. First off, you like that Harry Potter nonsense. I don't even understand how you like that. Don't, you know, don't, Potter,
0: don't, don't, don't Joe with my Harry Potter. Don't you you like the Harry Potter.
2: You need to expand be fighting up in mind. here. <laughs> you need to you need to expand your mind and get in on that Spider-Man. You playing games. Playing games. <laughs> but that's definitely my the best movie of 2021. I didn't tell you guys, or I didn't ask you guys to come up with this, but I will. I, I just want to put this out here. If you can give me some of your worst stuffs I'll tell you what worst movie. Boy, it's a chop, It's it's a ton of them. And I'm, I'm just, there's so many, I, but let me just say this. And let me make sure this came out this year, because I think it came out last year. But let me double check real quick. So while I'm looking something up real quick, y'all can give me some thoughts. Or if you have a worst movie or worst TV show of uh 2021 that you can okay that was last year all right so it makes it a little easier for me uh worst movie i saw or one of the worst movies i ever saw of 2021 was um i feel like it's a tie between godzilla versus kong and the tomorrow war because both of them was flaming hot pieces of garbage a honorable mention for worst movies of the year is Dune. That movie was terrible. I was incredibly mad when I sat there and watched it. I finished it was like, God, that's about almost three hours of my life I can't get back. And I'm mad. I just wasted my time sitting there watching it. But Godzilla versus Kong, hot, flaming, garbage. Tomorrow War, hot, flaming, garbage. Tomorrow War was bad. And it was like, I, I can't remember. Somebody told me it was really bad. Was it you, Rick, that told me it was really bad? Uh, I probably probably was
1: me because I didn't like it. Yeah,
2: and it was like when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, he's just being a little too harsh." But then I watched it and said, "No, this movie is bad. It's not good. Didn't like it."
3: But that's my worst I didn't thing. Would you say uh, I thought it was okay? I thought the Tomorrow War was okay. It was terrible. I mean, obviously, it it has some. Um, Major plot holes, but that thing uh, didn't make a lick of sense.
1: <laughs> it did, but I, was, I, I didn't hate it. Um, for me, uh, I'll say, I'll say honorable mentions, uh, Suicide Squad. Now you just didn't like it. Just, nah, I didn't <laughs> like it. It was, it was, it was not a good movie. That was, a good uh, one. it wasn't The Eternals, another one. More so because of the hype around it. And I I just feel like they should not have made it a movie and they should have made it a TV show. It, it would have been, been a thousand I, times better as a TV show than a, than a movie.
2: I think it would have been better as a TV show, but overall I thought it was a good movie. I didn't hate it.
1: I mean, honestly, I think my grade for it was probably like a C or something, which isn't bad, but it's more so the standard that Marvel set is like, this. this should not have been a movie. This should have been a TV show. They could have made Logie a movie, you know what I'm saying, and made this a TV show, but whatever. Either way, um, but the worst was, uh, without question, the long, is it the Long Halloween? Is that what it's called?
2: Oh, yeah. That the was fact
1: so that cool. they had a part one and a part yeah. two, and that both was, of them yeah. were horrible. And it's yeah. like, I love Batman, and I love DC's animated movies, but they were by far, one hundred percent garbage. Like so worthless. Did you watch it yet, Corey?
3: I started watching part one, and, and, and um, it's not good. And it's I just haven't. Right. Yeah, it's, it's the same, I mean, I, I'm gonna go back and finish them just because you know I like like you said I like Batman and the DC animated stuff. Um, but like Dune, I want to finish it, but. <laughs> It's also so long. I, almost, like, I don't feel like sitting down for three hours or whatever. Well, um, your I, I can't family. think of like something that was just like the worst. But I, I don't say because I watched it recently, I guess, and it was bad. Uh, the Matrix Resurrections. Not good. good. Not good at all. Wasn't good. I, admit, um, I told them about it a little bit before you got on. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't good. But it, yeah, like I was hyped and looking forward to it and it was just it, it was not good. It was um,
2: that's, so I'll that's say that the part, yeah. It was just disappointing. I was so disappointed. Yeah, so I'll and say then, that and that did
0: I was, didn't I hear Lawrence Fishburne, he's not even playing his, nope. his, his main yeah, character as I like this other dude.
2: They explain it, it actually makes sense.
0: That, that didn't that didn't make me want to watch it though.
2: They explain <laughs> it, but it's also just like, oh, uh, okay. All right, I guess this is dumb. I just it was it yeah. was like the whole overall plot mm-hmm. of it was just it was confusing, but it was also like I told like Corey, I told him about the scene where he was in the boss of his uh like he was in his executive boss's office and they mm-hmm. was talking about Warner Brothers, one she did, and I was like, Okay, that pretty much just sums up what this was. Like yeah. they were gonna do this regardless. The director didn't really want to do it. And so they just did it. And they was like, look, here's this crap beer. I don't care. Like, it, it just, it, it was just like overall, it was like, yeah, why'd you make it? I will say, you this, know
1: what's interesting though is like, cause then that, that somewhat reminds me of Space Jam. And it's like, does Warner Brothers really just want to let everyone know that they don't care about anything but money? Like, yeah. is that basically what they're
2: doing? I think that's exactly what it is. They just don't care. They just care about money and they don't care about the quality. And they just, I feel like they feel like, and, and unfortunately, we confirm what they believe, which is that people are going to pay to go see it regardless. So it doesn't have to be good. It just, like, they'll go see it because they love this product or they love this person and they'll go see it and they'll pay for it and we'll make money off of it. So we don't care. And I, I think, yeah, I just, unfortunately I feel that's what they do. And it's obvious to me. And I just, yeah, it's not good. Not good. Um, what was I, gonna say? I will say this, this is an honorable mention. The only reason I didn't put this as the worst is because this falls in the category of it was so bad I liked it because I just liked the laugh <laughs> and it was a comedy, okay. movie. and it was um, Mortal Kombat. That movie was—it's probably easily like that. Honestly, if you want to talk about it in terms of quality, all you know, honesty, I would say Mortal Kombat was worse than all the other movies that I mentioned. But it was so bad, I was laughing the whole time. So I look at it like it's one of the funniest movies of 2021. Like it was that comically bad to me. Like I was just laughing hysterically like if you want some high comedy and great laughs, you need to watch Mortal Kombat. That was hilarious. Um So, all right. Oh, Chris, I'm sorry we didn't get yours. You're worse. Oh,
0: uh, I mean, I honestly, uh there really wasn't a lot of I mean, I, was, I didn't watch like a lot of brand new movies. I watched a lot of like repeats. Um, so I don't have much to add in there. I I did try to watch this one movie only because like, I love Lin-Manuel. I like, I love Hamilton. I'm a theater geek. So I tried to watch in the Heights. Like I, maybe we watched 15 minutes of it and I was like, I couldn't do it. It was terrible. Mm. Other than that, that's Mm. it. I mean, I just, uh, huh? I didn't even bother. (laughs) <laughs> with, with yeah i was just like well let me well let me just give it a shot you know so i'm like well you know i mean i know there was some controversy with it but i was like well let me you know let me let me look because i always like to kind of like you know uh what, what was give, the my own, give my yeah, own I was take
1: cracking. it was
3: about like they they uh seem to only hire uh light-skinned latino people so, so yeah, the so there was
0: yeah, yeah they, they said that well yeah, they yeah. said that the main characters were, um you know the the light skinned Latinos and that um you know they had they did have dark skinned Latinos but they were like in the back and I would say you know that's definitely part that was it was true not partially but it was it was true but I I mean I couldn't I couldn't even stick around long enough to even watch it it was just not very good it was rather disappointing because again like i like lin-manuel i mean i loved hamilton i I don't know if you ever watched hamilton but i thought it was good he had lots of black people in there in the main character so i'm thinking oh he gonna do good for this movie but then i heard all the bad stuff and i was like let me let me see and oh god it was not good so Mm
2: -hmm.
0: don't watch it Mm
2: mm-hmm all right, well, I really appreciate you guys uh, jumping on for my best of. Now, Chris, you're more than welcome to stick around because we're about to get into um, Spider-Man No Way Home. I know you didn't do, like, you you ain't follow the assignment and you ain't expand your mind, but it's okay. You ain't... <laughs> You know, put on the greatness, but it's okay. Just, but if you if no. you're free to stick a while, stick around and laugh at me and uh, Corey and Ricky probably debating it, but uh, if you don't want to, I I, just, I got
0: nothing to add. I'll be so lost. Oh my god, I don't know what's going on.
2: <laughs> All right, well, I'll talk to you later. Thank you for joining.
3: All right, All right
2: All thank right. you guys. It, right.
0: guys. it was nice seeing you guys. Have a happy new year. Bye. Same Bye. to you.
3: Bye. Bye.
2: All right, fellas. Let's get down to business. Let's <laughs> talk about this movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. Let's start it off with the letter grade. I'm going to give my grade first. So I'm going to tell you right now. They don't have a grade that's high enough for this joint. So I was like A plus, mm-hmm. but I was like A plus is a disservice to it. I need to go A plus plus. I need to go 4.0, Valedictorian honors list, dean's list, PhD, master's, whatever degree you want to call, you give it to this, joint because that's how good it
3: was. Corey. I'll give it an A+. Plus. Um, yeah, like, I, I really enjoyed it uh, sitting in the theater. Um, you know, like, uh, the acting was really good. Uh, the, the story was... The story was good too. Obviously, you know, it's like little things you can nitpick, but I'll say A plus just because, like, I was excited in the theater, and it, and it was it was fun watching it in the theater, um, because like when the different characters popped up and everybody in the theater was like, oh, that's it. So, I think that added to my enjoyment of the movie seeing it in a
1: theater with other people.
3: But A plus for me, Ricky. Uh,
1: I'll give it. I'll give it an A. Uh it was not an A plus, but it was an A. Uh well <laughs> overall, no, it was good. Like I enjoyed it. Uh I haven't enjoyed watching a movie like that in quite some time. Um, so yeah, it was because you know, I went to the movies to see Shang-Chi, it was just okay. Went to see Eternals, didn't really like it. And then I was like, all right, so you know, it it was very good, a very good movie. Um, there were some things I had issues with like uh, you know I'm sure we'll talk about it but yeah I'll give it a night
2: so I don't have like I, I was sitting there the, the movie to me it's like it took me back to like what I saw the very first time I saw Spider-Man like the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and I remember how I felt after seeing that joint, and it was like just so cool seeing spider-man on the big screen and doing stuff and fighting and i remember the moment when he fought green goblin the first time in times square and it was so cool to me and the feeling after that fight i was just like oh my goodness this is great it's spider-man and that's pretty much how i felt throughout the entirety of this movie like it just made me feel like oh my goodness this is so great i just and it celebrated to me what makes spider-man spider-man where he has like he makes mistakes and then the mistakes cost him and he learns the lesson at the end and it but he sacrifices stuff for the greater good and he always he doesn't always like put himself first and that's just what made this movie so good to me uh i don't have a lot of negatives I'm trying to think like because like I think when I first when I first got out of it I called Ricky immediately and I called him and I said this joint is a masterpiece I was like it's a masterpiece I can't and then I saw I've seen it twice. I plan on seeing it again because Shaley hasn't seen it yet and I want to take her to go see it. And I felt like first time I watched it, I was like, oh it's a masterpiece. Second time I watched it, I saw some of the complaints or some of the issues that some people had with it. And I, I acknowledged it, but then I was like, but no, it makes sense if you think about it. And then I was like, "But then the second time I saw it and I picked up on other things that I didn't see the first time. So it made me love it even more. So I really, I don't have any negatives I can really highlight. like Cause the act that I thought was good. Um, you know, here's the only negative I say. And we're going to spoil the crap out of this, so if you ain't see it, you ain't see it. But I'll say this. This is one of the is I did want more. Like, you you teased me with the cameo of uh, Matt Murdock uh, played by Charlie Cox from the Daredevil Netflix show, and that was sweet. I liked the scene, but then I was like, oh, can I get a, a little bit more? Can I get, like, that's, like, just some of the interactions that even, like, when they finally introduced Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider Man was dope, and it was cool how they were part of the story. But it also made me feel like, man, I wish they had just a little bit more, like just a little bit more yeah. screen time. I would have preferred that. That that's my only negative I can can
3: say on it. Uh, Corey, you got yeah. any negatives? Um, I don't really have. A, there, you know what I'll say. There were definitely parts in the movie. Uh, scenes where I was like, okay, this is kind of slow. Like, get to the point. Let's 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 keep it moving. So I'll say that's like the only negative thing that I can do, think of right now is just there. There were some parts of the movie that dragged a bit, and I was kind of like, yeah, all right, enough of that. Let's let's go. Let's move on. So I'll say that that's you know only negative because some of which parts so. would you say like what what part would um, you- it is It's hard to remember exactly off the top of my head, but some of the stuff like with Aunt May Mm -hmm. and you know um, Mm -hmm. and Happy, I guess, in the apartment and and so it's like some of like the non-fighting stuff or whatever. Like some of those scenes were just like you know a little too long, a little too much.
2: Rick, I know you.
1: So I'll I'll piggyback off of something that you had um you had mentioned uh with not having enough screen time for like andrew garfield or toby mcguire i think that that i mean it was good it was decent how they brought him in but i still would have liked more i thought andrew garfield was really good um, because I honestly did not care for him as a Spider-Man at all. Mm-hmm. But after that, I'm like, eh, I watched another Andrew Garfield yes. Spider-Man movie. Or something. That's
0: how, that's, but, no. um,
1: but like, I felt like they they gave Tobey Maguire the Henry Cavill treatment and uh, Justice League. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like, Tobey Maguire is an established thespian. He needed more screen time and he's the original OG Spider-Man, I needed more from him than what they gave me. Um, But the other thing, the biggest issue that I had with it, though, was just honestly the central plot of how this all got started. And it's like, yo, we're really going to do this just because he can't get into colleges or whatever? Like, (laughs) I'm just like, I need a better reason. And then the last thing is, and this is just me being greedy. I would have liked for it to pull in some bigger, higher. You know what? I take it back because now I'm getting started on thinking about the things that actually did bother me. One of them was when, um, when you know, they, they go to the joint, they go to Tony Stark's apartment and they're like, all right, we're gonna fix all of y'all, right, real quick. We're gonna whip it up in this machine back here, or whatever. Like it's the easy bake oven, and fix everybody or whatever, and all the issues. And so then Green Goblin, you know, his Spidey sense goes off, and then Green Goblin, you know, snaps back into being the Green Goblin. And so then he's basically like, hey, uh, let's just be evil. And it was like, okay. And it was like that was all you it took. Because like, you know, I just
2: because that you it know what? More. Here's here's what I feel like. I love that scene because just when he was talking, like Electro to me was not really on board with being fixed anyway. Mm-hmm. And his mindset was he wanted to be, uh, he, he liked the energy and the different power that was in that universe than the one he was from. So when Green Goblin made his whole speech it was like, gods don't ask for permission or do will or need to be fixed they take. And that's like, he was speaking to Electro's God complex side of it. Like, yeah, like I'm all powerful. I don't need to change who I am. I just like, he was speaking to their, their vanity in that regard. And that's, that's why I have a problem with it. I thought that scene was dope. I thought Willem Dafoe freaking killed it to me as the Green Goblin in his joint. Like it was, I, I feel like he was better as the Green Goblin in this one, than he was in the um original Spider-Man. Just like how sinister he was and evil. Like even when they was fighting at the end of the movie, and he was just like, oh, he was like taunting them Was like, oh, you couldn't scare me, and then he was just like, no, I just. He's like, you couldn't kill me. He's like, no, I want to kill you myself. He's like, that a boy,
3: and then they went. Out, I was
2: like, yo. <laughs>
3: It was dope. It was, I will say, like, Sandman's motivations were confusing. because well, yeah. yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. But it's like, but what about Sandman? Like, that doesn't explain, you know, it, it's like, it. I, I get it. I just felt like, I felt like it could have been better how they did it. But it was basically like, they all just was like, all right, let's leave. Like, and then <laughs> I just felt like it could have been better as a transition. Aunt May got on my nerves. And, um... Yeah, Peter got on my nerves a little bit. Tom Holland kind of got on my nerves in this movie more so than he did in previous movies. And he got on my... I think with each movie, he got on my nerves more and more. That's funny because and... I
2: found him the most annoying. I didn't... Because Homecoming to me was the only Spider-Man movie that I didn't... like. I'm, well, for this one. Because no, because I, I hated The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That was not, not a good movie. Um, Andrew Garfield definitely redeemed himself to me in this. And I definitely left it feeling like, hey, I kind of want to see him as Spider Man again, just at least one more time, but with better writers and a better director, because the story and where they was going was kind of didn't make any sense to me. But, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I I I like like I really enjoyed Far From Home. Like that was my favorite new Spider Man movie until this one came out. But yeah, this this one I just I know what you're saying too. I think but I think in terms of the the story of it wasn't really just them not being able to be in the, get into college. It was just everybody's life being majorly screwed up by people knowing that he was Spider-Man and those that were close to him was affected by like he didn't say it but it was like happy because like now he was in trouble because of the Stark technology stuff and they're like which the only like like that, that Go was ahead. that was a problem. But um, I think they just like he, he, you. They tried to condense it down to where he was trying to get his friends back into college, but it was more than that. That's why, like at the end of the movie, when he saw their lives moving forward, he just kind of was like, you know what, they better off. I'm just gonna let them be, and I'm a be Spider-Man. And that's that's part of the reason why I loved it so much. Because like Samaya and Nasir or Sam, Nasir was saying and Nalani was telling me they was like oh that ending was so depressing it made me so sad and i was like but i love the way it ended because it was so perfect because i was like that is spider-man like he does not have it easy he doesn't have like a high paying job and he does like he has he got to struggle to make the rent because he was going to work but he couldn't go to work because he had to stop the some crazy villain from doing something and save people's lives. And then when you get to work, you can't tell him what he was doing. They're like, Oh, you're fired, Parker. Like, that's Spider-Man to me. That's why I just I love it.
1: I didn't care. I mean, the ending was weird or whatever. That didn't ruin it for me. It was more so just to, like, we really did all this because he couldn't get into school. That was it. I just really thought they could have maybe done it yeah, a little bit
3: better. it is. It, it is it's stupid when you put it that way. But I guess if you look at it, like, He's a high schooler, and they catastrophize, you know, everything, yes. and and they're not always like these kids. They may be like book smart, but they probably lack common sense. But yeah, it is kind of stupid. Like he almost destroyed the universe because he couldn't. Him and his friends couldn't get into MIT, and you know, all he had to do was talk to. But then again, like I wonder if the woman was receptive. Well, she was she was receptive, I guess. I feel it. like she was more receptive after after he saved, saved her. Life. Yeah, so it was like, you know, maybe it wouldn't have worked if he had called them and told them to reconsider or whatever. But yeah, mm. I I think like I think
2: the best point or the best line that they had with that was like, even when like when when Doctor Strange stopped the spell and he said to him, "Well." if you talk to them and they didn't reconsider, then there's nothing more you could do. And then he was like, wait, you could do that? Like, And he, and Dr. Strange said, he's like, because of what we've been through, I forget that you're just a kid. And I'm like, that's just what a kid would do. Like, they would only...
1: Dr. Strange is an adult, and Dr. Strange should know, but I, if some kid had came to me and was like, yo, yada, 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 I would be like, bro, I don't... You know what I'm saying? Like...
3: Yeah, like,
1: I guess he. I think, all right, let me whip this up for you real quick. Like, <laughs> just yeah. I'm, I'm but just it
3: also, to... I mean, like, he had done the spell before and it worked, so he probably yes. was like, you know, is is I can do this. It's not that big of a deal. But then, you know, I guess Peter distracted him and all of that, and that messed this yes. spell up. like that was the thing. That was like, because that was one of the things
2: that uh, Samaya and them were saying. Like, oh, I wouldn't think Doctor Strange would do that, but I was like, but that fits who Dr. Strange is because Dr. Strange as a surgeon was arrogant and he was like full of himself and felt like he could do no wrong. And even as a Sorcerer Supreme, he was very similar. Like he wasn't completely devoid of that arrogance. Like, yes, he was using his skills to help people, but he, again, he still kept that arrogance in his character. Like if you see him in uh, Infinity War, when he was going back and forth with Tony Stark, he still had that like arrogance about him, and that's why, like, even like going into that when Wong was like, "I'm the Sorcerer Supreme," he's like, "Yeah, from a technicality, because I was blipped out of existence for five years." So he's like, "Dude, I don't even respect you as the Sorcerer Supreme because you're not really the Sorcerer Supreme." I'm you Sorcerer know, Supreme.
3: It, it's funny, like when when you said Sorcerer Supreme, I just thought about Wong, and I'm like, so when he was Sorcerer Supreme in Shang Chi. And he, like, going out and fighting in cage matches with the abomination. Listen, <laughs> let me tell
2: you something. That didn't make a lick of sense to me. That was so, we didn't even talk about Shang-Chi because, you know, I didn't include Shang-Chi in my list of worst of. But the more I reflected on Shang-Chi and the more I thought about it, the more I didn't like it. And I was like, that That was another. I forgot about that. Yeah, Wong, you Swiss Supreme. What the heck you yeah. doing going in cage fights? You a source of supreme, why the f is you going to karaoke
3: bars? The... Look, no. yeah, like it, it seemed like he was still just wrong to Dr. Strange's
2: assistant yeah. or
3: whatever, yeah, so. yeah. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't
2: like it, I ain't like it. I just, I ain't like, but but that's why I feel like when people are like, well, why would Dr. Strange do that because he thought it would be something simple, and so let, let me get into. Some of the like uh, favorite parts or the favorite things of the movie that you guys like. Rick, what's some of your favorite uh, things that made the movie? Uh, So uh,
1: one of my favorite parts was when, uh, one, Willem Dafoe, like you said, I thought he did really well in this movie because I always enjoyed the villains and he was a very good villain. I thought they over powered him slightly, because I'm like, bro, like, Spider-Man is, like, two times his strength, at least. Like, well, no, actually, in the him?
2: comics, they're equal.
1: Oh, they're, they're, I didn't realize that. I thought actual. it was... Oh. I, I mean, I guess. I, I thought, thinking back on the cards, I thought he was a two and Spider-Man was a four. Mm-mm. But maybe I'm wrong.
2: No, there's but... no fours.
1: Oh, okay. Um, either way... <laughs> Um, I enjoyed Willem Dafoe and his playing of the Green Goblin because I always enjoyed the villains uh, I very much enjoyed his line where he's like you know I'm something of a scientist myself <laughs> yeah,
2: everybody <laughs> I, love, I
1: love that line. <laughs>
2: yeah. everybody um, on that part
1: <laughs> yeah um, and then I just I like I like Tobey Maguire even though he had a small part in the movie I enjoyed him. I really, really, really think, and I don't know if they'll do this, but I think it would be effing great if they made uh, Toby Maguire as an old Spider-Man movie. Oh, for sure. Kind of like how Batman did the yeah. the Dark Knight um, Returns or whatever, like the animated joint. Yeah. Or even um, sort of kind of how they did it with Ben Affleck. Even though it doesn't really, you know, you don't feel the same because it's like, but I guess what they're doing with Michael Keaton, maybe. But uh I would like to see a movie with um with Toby Maguire as an old Spider-Man. I think that would be really interesting and entertaining.
2: Mm-hmm. Corey, f- uh favorite moments or moments
3: that maybe um. Hmm. I guess like my favorite moments would be. Um, yeah definitely like Willem Dafoe's performance like it kind of felt like the Joker but I liked it you know what I mean like it, or, or I guess it was right mine to be a little not, not so much Heath Ledger's Joker but you know maybe Joker from the Batman animated series but either way Willem Dafoe is, is you know Green Goblin was really good um, and the, the, the final like fight with, you know, the three Spider-Men fighting and all of that, that was cool to see. And particularly Andrew Garfield, when he saved MJ. Oh, my goodness, uh, yes. That that part was really, like, you know, emotional and cool, and you kind of felt that, like, yeah, Andrew Garfield was really good. And I didn't dislike either of... uh, the the his Spider-Man movies. I, I haven't watched them in a while. So you know maybe I will go back and play, like, yeah, this was kind of whack. But um so yeah I'll say like my favorite Willem Dafoe's performance and um you know the the final fight with the three Spider-Man working together and um you know particularly when Andrew Garfield saved MJ.
2: It definitely made me wanna go back and watch Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I remember the first one The Amazing Spider-Man, my expectations were incredibly low because I was one, I was incredibly disappointed they was rebooting it. Like I was kind of like, why are we doing this? What is the point of this? I don't want to see this. But I really, I don't know, I think it was I don't know if it was because my expectations were low, but I love I really enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man. the sequel, I feel like I was excited, but it it just didn't hit. It was just like they it just didn't fit like it was they had electro be the villain but then you had this side story with harry osborne and even him becoming the green goblin kind of didn't make a great deal of sense to me uh like what they was trying to do with it didn't make a great deal of sense and like i mean i thought the way they they had the death of gwen stacy was very uh it was that part was kind of spot on Especially in terms of how it was in the comics, so you felt it, um, but it just—I don't know—it was just overall, it wasn't a good movie. But I didn't have a problem with his Spider-Man. In fact, I thought his Spider-Man was really, really good, and especially you yeah, know, he, he
3: nailed the wisecracking. Yes, yes, like, you
2: know, yes. Uh, like that was just, and I, and I think my favorite parts of this movie, and why I also wish that I, they had more for. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield was because that interaction between the three of them was just great to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was hollering when Andrew Garfield Spider-Man was like, so that stuff just comes out of you when they're talking about Toby Maguire having organic webbing and Tom Holland. Like their whole reaction to it was funny. And it was a moment, I think, when Toby McGuire's Spider-Man had webbed Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, and he was like, ugh, like yeah, it was, because he was like, it came out of his body. And he was like, that was funny to me. And uh, but the action in it, man, the action was top-notch. I enjoyed it. And um it was like like Corey, I think you had said this when we were talking about it. Part of what made it cool was like this was essentially this was like Spider-Man's origin story that we didn't really get from the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe because you didn't get to see Uncle Ben dying because of Spider-Man's actions. And him getting that classic line with great power comes great responsibility. Because when in the movie, when, when the Green Goblin does kill Aunt May, it was funny because when the glider hit her, I was like, oh ish. I was like, oh, she's dead. But then when she gets up and starts walking, mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I was like, she should be. I was I was sitting there saying, I was like, okay, Marvel's starting to have a problem because these people is surviving too many, uh like if, if you look at Black Widow and, and the crazy stuff yeah. that going on in that, you was like, Oh, they should be dead. And then so when you see that, you're like, Oh, they getting a little out of control. Like you thought they tried yeah. to bring it back down with Hawkeye, where he was like you gotta do this, you gotta do that. The fact that like Hawkeye lost his hearing because of all the crazy stuff that he had been through. But then so when Aunt May got killed from that, you was like, Oh, okay. Oh, that's I, I didn't see that coming. They surprised me with it, and I was like, oh, ish, but it also provided the emotional gut punch that you needed for the movie to be to be fired up. Um what do you guys think about how this sets up or, or what Easter eggs that was in it? really in fact before I go to my last question, what Easter eggs that were within it really stood out to you that made you go,
3: ah! <laughs> that was it? Um, I sound like oh go ahead. No no, go ahead. no no, no okay. you can go ahead. So so Daredevil uh Charlie Cox. I don't I don't know if that if you would call that an Easter egg whatever, but it was cool seeing him and mm-hmm. thinking about the possibility of him um Popping up in, in the Spider Man movies because in the, in the comics and you know I haven't read a lot of Daredevil but like um, seeing Daredevil there were some issues I guess where he teams up with Spider Man and all of that so that would that would be cool to see um, and when the the multiverse like when it was breaking apart and you could kind of see the figures in the purple and white I only the only one I could make out was uh, Rhino but I thought that was kind of cool and. Maybe when I watch it again, I'll try to pause it and look and see what other figures are in it. But, um, so yeah, as far as Easter eggs, I'll say that those
1: two things uh, for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Um You know, honestly, sadly, I, I don't know. I didn't have much. The only thing, ever- So I'll say this. I personally feel like Tom Holland got on my nerves so much in this movie. I don't care about another Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. I just care more about if they do Spider- if they go back into a Tobey Maguire, maybe an Andrew Garfield, but I care more for a Tobey Maguire. I don't know if there's like an online like clamoring for a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie but I think it would be super cool if we had an adult Spider-Man because we've always just seen him in this young teenager college whatever but it's like no I want to see him as an adult dealing with now adult stuff as Spider-Man and what you know types of villains or challenges he'll face in that role um And then, because it's like, I'm assuming they're going to, I'm assuming they're going to do a four because they left the little Venom symbiote behind or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's like, whether it's Tom Holland, I really don't care, but I'll do another Tobey Maguire
2: one. I definitely would like to see an adult Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and kind of close out his thing just as like, because I do think that would be cool, but um I, man, it was so many cool moments in that movie. Like, I think, Corey, like, you you nailed it, too. That, when Andrew Garfield saved um, um, MJ from falling, because that was so, like, that was epic. And it was, like, you saw how happy he was, like, the emotions on his face. Like, he played that part great in terms of uh, how he felt because he saved her. That was awesome. Um the, the one easter egg that stood out to me that I loved was when Doctor Strange knocked Spider-Man out of his body and he was trying to grab the box from him and he was moving it and if you had paid attention to Tom Holland's head when he was in his astral form you could see the wavy lines around his head like when his spider sense goes off in the comics mm. and I was like oh! Ah! This is Spider sans <laughs> Like that was, that was cool. And yeah, the the figures up in the thing I definitely recognize because it was one guy holding a spear, and I remember the asked me who that was. I said I think that was Craven the Hunter, and yeah. I saw the Rhino and a couple other figures. But yeah, I, I could, I, I would love to pause and try to figure out what some of those other figures were. Um, so that that brings me to the ending of the movie where peter sacrifices his his, his identity he, he tells dr strange to cast a spell again but make everybody forget about peter parker so that way like they forget who peter parker is but they know there is a spider-man they just don't know who he is and i the reason why i loved this so much is like i was saying the way marvel set up spider-man to me it was like they were making him iron man jr or they was establishing him like a second tier iron man and i'm like that's not spider-man like when he made his own costume and the colors reflected more so the colors from the comic book version and you see him swing like to me it was like that is spider-man like he got an apartment on his own and he don't you don't know how he gonna do it and he gotta start over again and he's just it's him and he's doing it with his his own skills his own intellect and him just working his way like doing what's right but, not, but it's a sacrifice. He sacrifices his own happiness for it. And I was like, that's Spider-Man to me. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm even more excited in terms of where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going. Because at the end of the movie, you get the trailer for um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And, I, man, I'm fired up. Like, I have to, I have to look and see what's the... Uh, the timeline of when Marvel stuff is coming out, but yeah, I it that the movie was so great to me. Like, so in terms, of, like, or where do you guys feel about where it's going as, as the way the ending of the movie expanded? Like, Rick, I know you said you're not excited about more Spider Man. I actually am, especially with Tom Holland, because I want to see how this how he handles the character now. Uh, but Corey, what's your thoughts?
3: Um, I. Yeah, I'm excited to see a fourth. Uh, something that just it hit me, like when you mentioned the Venom symbiote, and, it, and it, it may be a nitpick, but it was like Venom shouldn't even been in there because Venom wouldn't know that Peter Parker was Spider Man, so he shouldn't have been pulled uh-huh. there. Um, Did you see Venom too? Here's. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, I was yes. gonna say. Oh, yeah. okay. You know what, I, I haven't seen any
2: of them. Okay, so... Yeah, me, me either. That's why I didn't know either, because that, that was also... I had that that same question, because that was one of the plot holes somebody had a problem with. There was like, well, why is Venom there? He doesn't know Peter Parker Spider-Man. But because I didn't see either of the Venoms, they explained what happened at the end of Venom 2. There was a part where, at the end of that movie, the symbiote is speaking to Eddie Brock, and he's telling him how his the symbiote is a part of a hive mind race that spans across galaxies and universes and like a small taste of my knowledge would break your brain and stuff like that. And so because they're saying he's a hive mind that spans across universes that the symbiote from Spider-Man three, who knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man tell that, Hot, like that alien race that Peter Parker Spider Man. So, therefore, when the spell got messed up, when Peter was like, every Everybody that knows Peter Parker Spider Man should still know. And he brought that, was bringing other people. Uh, okay.
3: That's why. Well, that makes sense. So, yeah, I, I am uh, interested to see Marvel's take on. Let's see, that Now, I'm just like, I don't even know if the MCU would get Venom if, or they, they would just do the Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. version. I mean, Tom Hardy version of Venom, which uh, I haven't seen either of those, and so I'm, you know, I, I, w- I would rather MCU create their own Venom with the symbiote and, and Spider-Man and all of that, but, you know, I guess we'll we'll just have to see. But yeah, I'm excited. Uh, like, you know, Marvel, it, it, it does almost feel like they're getting too big and stuff, but uh, I, I'm going to still watch everyone that come out because, you know, for the most part, I've enjoyed, um, you know, all of their movies and, and, and how they connect and stuff like that. So, you know, whatever they put out, I'm going to watch uh, movie, TV show, whatever. Are you guys excited for Doctor Strange
2: and the Multiverse of Madness? Ricky?
1: Uh, yeah, so I think, I don't know if I said this to you, but I've said it to others where um i'm not sure how i feel about this next phase of whatever they're doing because i feel like personally they're doing too much but i'm going to accept it but out of the people i think that dr strange is my favorite thus far i don't give enough about shang chi really i don't care about none of those motherfuckers and internals because all of them got on my nerves um i can already tell they doing dumb stuff with Black Panther and everybody's telling them you should recast T'Challa. Yeah. Uh I definitely don't F with Captain Marvel. I don't care about her movie or any of them people that's gonna be in it. Um I I She Hawk, like what are y'all doing? Like so I, Wanda I don't F with it. Only nigga I F with is Doctor Strange right now.
2: I was gonna say this I looked it up because I was trying to see what was coming up next. So the, uh, as far, as far as the movies, there's three movies that's supposed to come out next year. It's uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor: Love and Thunder, uh, Black Panther, uh, excuse me, Black Panther, black Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, is supposed to come out next year. And then in 2023, you have um the Marvels, which is Captain Marvel sequel. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, is in the summer of 2023. So, the TV shows that are supposed to come out next year is Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Secret Invasion. Oh, and Miss Marvel is supposed to be out in 2022 on Disney Plus. So, I'll say this, I am super looking forward to Doctor Strange. Uh I'm looking forward to Thor just because I like I liked Thor Ragnarok and it's done by Taika Waititi and so I'm looking forward to that even though I know they're doing the um when Jane Foster became Thor which happened in the comics. So that's going to be a little weird to me, but okay.
1: So, one question, though, because mm-hmm. I was assuming that Thor, Love, and Thunder, like that was it. He wasn't going to be in nothing else. But is he going to be in the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 joint? I, I think he's he's in it. Or
2: Actually, from what I saw, is that Guardians of the Galaxy make a brief appearance in Thor, Love, and Thunder.
1: Oh, okay. So okay. it's going to be
2: picking up after what happened in Endgame. Where uh, Thor was with the Guardians, and so
3: uh, I don't, I don't think he's. How actually... long, he, how long do you think he' gonna be fat and whatever the? the oh, as far as I know, he's back is. to
2: he's back to, from the pictures I seen from the behind the scenes for Thor: Love and Thunder, he's back to normal. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Um, I'm,
3: I'm surprised, surprised they have some him. kind of training montage of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But.
1: uh... So then with this next whatever that they're doing is basically is like, is Jane going to be like Thor? Like what? Like, I don't understand because I'm assuming he's not really going to be in this next stuff after this.
2: See, I don't know because I'm what happened in the comics was at one point he became unworthy of holding Mountaineer. Um, and so then there was like a new Thor and it was a female and there was like a mystery behind, well, who is she? And then it was revealed it was Jane Foster who uh, took up the man on Thor. But like most things with the comics where they always be like, oh, there's a new this. If, you know, it's temporary and eventually the person gets back yeah. and like he got back to being Thor. So, I mean, he was always, but see the thing, the reason what's weird to me about this is that in in like in Thor Ragnarok, it was established that he didn't need Mjolnir to be Thor. Like that's why it was a little to me crazy in Infinity War where they kind of powered him down because I was like, well, you just powered him up to show that he didn't need the hammer to be Thor, and so now you go kind of like have this hammer reforged and then Jane Foster become Thor. It's I don't quite get it. Because she shouldn't like he should be Thor regardless. So, you know, I, I don't know if this is gonna mm-hmm. be like Chris Hemsworth's last time playing it or not. We'll see. I, I doubt yeah. it. I just think I doubt it. I'll be surprised. Um, like yeah, you, you mentioned it too in terms of the weirdness around Black Panther. Boy, I'm not a i am not I ain't never been more like unenthused, like not very excited. To see that movie compared to the yeah,
1: one about the F this up. They really should have just recast him. Yes. Like yes. Because I don't see what you're gonna say to explain and I and it's like what you wanna do going forward. Like I'm assuming you're never gonna make another movie because she sure as heck ain't like all the bad press around her like I don't know. Tell me about I it. just don't know. I just don't and know.
2: It's just they 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 allowed emotion to override their reason I, I, like you i gotta look stupid yeah like i used this example at the time and i remember because i was telling somebody the same thing and i'm using this example again it's like when kobe passed away and mark cuban the owner of the mavericks ran out and was like we're, we're retiring the number 24 nobody's ever gonna wear that number and people was like but there's great mavericks that wore 24 and you didn't retire it and he just he immediately ran out and did it because he figured everybody across the league was gonna instantly retire that number and nobody was gonna have it. And then nobody else did it. And he was just like, well, no, I did it. Because everybody was gonna do it. And I feel like they they ran out because when it first happened, everybody was like, I can't see Black Panther as anybody else but Chadwick Boseman. And so they was like, nobody else is gonna be Black Panther. The character's done. And then you're like, but he was an actor, and I just I feel like it's like if, if Chadwick Boseman had got caught up in Me Too, and he yeah. sexually assaulted somebody, you would have dropped him the drop of a dime, and you would have recast the role. So that's why it's like this is tragic. You he wouldn't like his family has come out and said he would want the role recast. He wouldn't want to prevent anybody else from doing it.
1: How much do yeah. you think Disney knew about him being sick though? I don't think they knew. Do you, no. think they, you said don't think you, they knew. you don't think they knew?
2: No. I, I think but it don't seemed like you think nobody knew. Slight,
1: don't yeah. you think there's a slight level? And I get it. I get it. Like, you know, personal life, whatever, whatever. But I feel like that is slightly irresponsible. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you know you signed up to play this role and it's going to be multi, multi-year, multi-movie type stuff. And it's like, mm, nah, not going to tell them a thing. Yeah. Don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm a very personable person and I don't want people in my business at work. Um and so I try to keep work and everything else separate. But it's like, I feel like you at least should be like, hey, you know, I'm really whatever, like there's a possibility, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Something. Like, I think, but like maybe he um, thought he was going to beat it. Yeah, I mean, it it had to start looking bad at some point. And so then it should have been like, hey, you know, something. I just I just think you should have said something.
3: Poor. And I mean, it also could have been like he wanted to keep it private and like there's no way that that, that somebody at Marvel wouldn't have leaked like if he had told them. It it, it would have got yeah. out somehow, I think that you know. Well, that's why
1: we, I think like maybe when it really looked like it was getting bad, I think he probably should have said something. Cause it was like, what was it when it was some movie that he was promoting and everybody was like, Yo, he looked like mad, sick, and then people were like, Oh, well, maybe he's getting ready for a role or something like that. It was at like, it was at the
3: All Star game, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he was the judge for the dunk contest. Yep. Yeah.
1: It was that, and then it was something else too. It was like in April of that year. Um, in, I remember uh, they were talking about it.
2: I remember when he was in uh, Pittsburgh. He was at a Steelers game, and they were showing him. He looked, and people was talking about because he was. I think he was filming Ma Rainey's "Black Bottom" at the time, and people was commenting on it. And I think that's part of what it was is that he. I, I, I think he definitely didn't want people to know. I don't know if he wanted. He didn't want people to let's just be honest, in terms of Hollywood, they can be very superficial and they can be very like, oh, well, this dude's sick, mm-hmm. can't, we don't want him. And I don't think he wanted to be treated that way because they were saying like, even up until like when they was getting ready to go into production for Black Panther 2, he was starting to get himself, try to get himself right to be in it because he firmly believed he was going to be able to do it up until the mm-hmm. very end. So I was like, I just, I, I think he really kept it under wraps. And I think they totally got blindsided. And then Mm. it was such a shock. They allowed the emotion of it to cloud their better judgment and be like, well, we just can't do it. We can't move on. It's gotta be him. And I was like, again, it's fine in theory, but overall, I feel like you need to look at like, to me, the right thing would have been take time. You didn't have to make an immediate decision one way or the other. And that was my thing, like when people was like, Well, what are you gonna do? And it's like, we're not gonna re like they immediately came out, we're not recasting. And I'm like, What you should have did was we're gonna
3: take time to mourn this loss. Yeah. You sat there like no no decisions have been made. Exactly. And you know, like we're really just struggling with losing chadwick out of the blue. Exactly. Exactly. And I felt like like it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like they were and maybe they were just about to go into production of Black Panther, too. But it's like, you know, you have time. The movie, you know, wasn't coming out. I think before it was slated to be 2023 or whatever. So it was like way down the road or whatever. So you have plenty of time to, yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. I just, I, I just think they just made a heart
2: rush thing. And then everybody was coming out, oh, it should be Shuri. It should be Shuri. Because that's what happened in the comics. I'm like, okay, look. That happened, but the character in the comics is very different to me than the character that was established in the Marvel movies. And it went over time. Like, this, like to me, for you to just be like, boom, do it. And then you got it coming out with Lakeisha Wright, and you see, oh, wait a minute. What's she into? She into some wild, crazy stuff, and she's into some anti-vax stuff, and then she like, you know, you can't, might not even be able to get back over here because of her vaccination stance and, and continue filming the movie, so now they gotta delay it, and you just like, okay, what, what are we doing here? What, what are we doing here? Like, you playing games, just recast the role, stop being stupid, make this joint right, and, and go from there, so I just... Yeah, they, they didn't it, – it's not – I'm not looking forward to to it, to be honest. I'm really not. I am I guess I'm more excited about the different um, shows that they got coming out because the shows have been fire so far. Like, I, I haven't seen a show on Disney Plus from Marvel that I've absolutely hated. Like, uh, I absolutely hate it. Like, I definitely would rank Loki as number one. I think I would put Hawkeye 2 – did, like I had Falcon in the Winter Soldier above WandaVision, but now I feel like I put WandaVision back up over it overall. So we we gotta do a re-ranking of the movies. Cause in fact, that's the last yeah. question I asked you guys. Uh just we'll do a full re-ranking, but my rankings have definitely changed. Would you put like for me, I'm just gonna flat out say it. I put Spider-Man No Way Home at the top of my list. That's just it's the top of my list right now. Rick, where we? I'll um, say.
3: I'm sorry. Go ahead, Corey Go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. So I'll say, like coming out of the theater, I was like, man, that I think that was the best. But thinking back, I'm like, I probably would still put um, Endgame and Infinity War above it, and maybe Captain, uh, maybe Winter Soldier, um, but it, it's definitely top five. Um, I, I would just have to. Look at my rankings again. So it, it, Spider-Man No Way Home is definitely top five, maybe top three. Um, but I'd have to look at my rankings again and, and uh, think about it. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely an upper echelon.
1: Uh, yeah, I feel like I would need to watch it again. um, And i probably need to watch just a handful of others. But right now, I'm still definitely throwing Infinity War on top of it. I could possibly see myself slotting it above end game. Um, but I think for sure, it's definitely top five. It could be, it could be like just number two or three. Uh, but it's, I still put Infinity War over top of it.
2: Yeah. Give, give it some thought. Cause we're going to do another re-ranking. I don't think we're going to take as long as we did last time. because It's it funny because the last time we did it, that was like over three hour show
1: you <laughs> it?
3: It, it. It. It long it was yeah i mean we it, it was 20 something movies and, yeah because you was. know it was funny because
2: we kind of went into great detail yeah we liked the disliked, and it was yeah it was over 20 something it was over tw- at the time it was 22 and or was it 23. i think That's we right. did it after in-game so it was like yeah, it was twenty-three we did it after Endgame. So So the
3: movies that we would have to add is Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi Eternals, and Black Widow. And Spider-Man Far From Home, too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it would
2: be yep, it would be Spider-Man Far From Home, Black Widow, Shang-Chi Eternals, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. So Let's give it some thoughts. But thanks a lot, fellas. I greatly appreciate right. you guys jumping on. This was fun as always. And uh, I look forward to us coming back and re-ranking our Marvel movies. Go see Spider-Man No Way Home. Don't even bother with The Matrix Resurrection because it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. All right.
3: Peace out. Peace. Peace. All right, bro.
2: That's going to do it for the Zero to 100 podcast. Uh, Big shout out. Thanks once again to my very good friend, Christina, my brothers, Corey and Ricky for joining me. Uh, Needless to say, y'all need to go see Spider-Man No Way Home. It was no joke. The movie was phenomenal. It was a masterpiece and I absolutely loved it. And I can't wait to re-rank it uh, in the Marvel movies. That's going to be coming up in the future. But like I said at the beginning of the episode, we gotta talk about them boys. We gotta talk about them boys. Because after the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals, it was very disappointing. It was very frustrating. It was a frustrated loss because it took the Cowboys a while to get on track and figure out what it was the Cardinals defense was doing. And I I feel like But they, they got their hit their stride and the defense just didn't make enough stops. I'm not even going to go about the official, officials. Officials are atrocious. Officials have been pretty bad to me all season long, especially in terms of the Cowboys. And everybody's like, oh, well, they need the league in penalties. So what you expect? But some of these calls is absolutely atrocious. And especially when you see the pressure that DeMarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, and Michael Parsons generate. Michael Parsons, I don't understand how he's not drawing a holding call every time he rushes a passer. So, you know, that's n- n- neither here nor there. I'm just – I'm looking forward to what this team is going to do because I know Philly fans so going to talk about, uh, we, we play our second string, y'all beat the second string. Dog, come on. Come on now. First time we played y'all, the score was 41-21. to So, let's – that was against first stringers. So, let's not sit here and act like y'all didn't get y'all behind smashed in week three. So, I don't want to hear it. And – for y'all sitting there talking, oh, second Street. Well, guess what? The offense did what they were supposed to do versus second string, which is light them up. So I don't want to hear it. I want to hear it. You guys, point is, the Cowboys swept the East, and none of the games was close. None of the games was close. No names, whatever your name is about to be, I don't know why y'all was talking because you were 7-9 and nine and you sat there and won the division in 7-9 really thought y'all did something. Dog, you ain't do nothing. We ain't have our quarterback. You ain't do nothing. And then we showed you because y'all thought, oh, we came back in the last couple of minutes and man, a respectable game. C- come on now. Come on. You got smashed in Washington and then you got you behind smashed in Dallas. 56-14. It wasn't even competitive. <laughs> New York. New York. You know, I ain't even, y'all ain't even worth mentioning. Not even going to go there. Let's just move on to the playoffs. So it's on. It's on and popping. And one of my friends who's a 49ers fan who I I talked to, and I don't know how long. In fact, the last time I spoke to him, I think, was years ago when the Niners actually had made it to the Super Bowl and got beat by Kansas City. And then he would hit me up immediately after the game. Dog, dog, come on now. Don't come at me right now. Don't come at me. You don't. I'm just saying. I'm fired up. And the, the pieces are falling in place. The pieces are falling in place for this team. I'm going to share my thoughts on it in this upcoming episode with my fellow Cowboys fans. I'm going to leave it at that. But I'm fired up for the playoffs. I'm fired up for them boys. Let's get it. But let me know what you think about this episode. Uh, what were your some of your best ofs of 2021? Uh, what did you think of Spider-Man No Way Home if you saw it? Email the show at 0to100pod at gmail.com. That's the number zero, the letters T-O, the number 100, and then P-O-D at gmail.com. Also, make sure you follow me on Twitter at WCWPoet. It's been the Zero to 100 podcast. Woo, we out!